challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Hey, before I dive into the podcast for today, I want to strongly urge you to subscribe to our Great Man Digest. I'm telling you, this is great material. Our team does a great job putting it together. It looks good. It's accessible. Every week, you'll get the Great Man Digest. And I give you my word, we're not going to use your information to, you know, we're not going to sell it to anybody or, you know, try to sell you cookies or anything like that. Uh, We're just going to use it to communicate with you from our organization and get you this digest. Go on to greatman.tv, greatman.tv, and get signed up for the Great Man Digest. It'll come to you every week. It'll encourage you in trying to be a great man. It's helping a lot of men, and I want to see you be a subscriber. Cost you nothing, and again, we're not going to use your information in any illicit way. Trust me. I want to talk to you today about the manly art of decision-making. I tell you that most men who get themselves in trouble make decisions in stupid ways. You, you've seen this. Maybe you've done it in your own life. Maybe you've got friends who, who have been ex- negative examples of this. A guy just suddenly gets up. He decides to change jobs when he shouldn't. He decides to buy a house someplace he shouldn't live where that he can't afford. Uh, he decides to dump everything for, you know, uh, to go back and get a doctorate. I, I'm not talking about immoral decisions. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, being tempted into something. Of course, those can lead to disaster. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the way we make decisions, to take out that loan, to marry that person, to take that job, to leave that job, to get that, to go back to college, to get that degree, to move to some foreign country. You know what I'm saying. It's the process of how decisions are made. And I watch men all the time make decisions stupidly just make stupid decisions. And the reason is not not just that they've chosen between A and B and, and A, A was the right answer and B was the wrong answer, but because their process is stupid. Okay. So I want to give you some principles, some ideas here about how men should make decisions. Number one, I want to say this, men need to confront the decisions they need to make. Okay, that might sound opposite of what I'm about to say and everything else, but the reality is that sometimes some men shrink from the decisions they need to make. We are not cowards. We are supposed to, as my football coach used to say, handle your business, handle your business, handle what you've got to deal with. And I want to urge you right here at the top of this podcast, I want you to take out a piece of paper or take a place in your notes, maybe on your iPhone or something, and make a list of the decisions that you've been avoiding if you've been avoiding any. Nail them down. I have been avoiding making a decision about this or about that. I've been hiding, especially if you have that tendency. Now, some of you guys are like decisions maniac, man. Somebody hands you a decision, you own it, you make that decision, you get it done. In fact, your problem might be you move a little fast. But some guys just shrink from having to make decisions. They're just insecure. They're not not sure what to do. So they hide, they shove it into a drawer. Uh, they, they avoid it. They hope somebody else will come and take care of it. Ain't going to happen. So you need to step up to the plate, so to speak, of the decisions you need to make and own them. Now, if they're not decisions you have to make and, and, they're, and they're causing you trouble and, and disharmony, that may be your answer. Lay it aside. You're not supposed to do it. But the important thing for right now is own the decisions you need to make. Make a list, 
Check it twice. Keep it with you. Think about it. Pray about it. Own it. Get counsel about it. All the things we're going to talk about. But don't hide from your decisions. That's number one. Number two is this. When you have a decision that has come before you, before you decide it, ask yourself how it arrived before you. A lot of the decisions that guys have to make arrive in their life by a process that's so messed up that if they recognize it, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Real, they would realize this is not a decision I should make, or that the answer is no. Um, if, if you suddenly got the idea to live in Alaska because you were watching a movie about Alaska and you're about to uproot your entire life and, and go perhaps lead to financial and physical ruin. Um, because you saw a movie, well, that then you need to confront that. You know what? I'm thinking about this entire stinking thing because I saw a movie. Now, I know inspiration can come that way, but that's that's never going to be the entire way that, that that a certain thing is delivered into your life. You know, I, I, I live in Washington, D.C. now, part of my year. And years and years ago, I would see movies about D.C. And, and my dad would describe in his military career going there long before we lived there. And, and I would always think, oh, gosh, to live in Washington, D.C., to be there near the seats of power, to to be near that culture and that history. And it was wonderful. But I didn't just up and move there. I didn't just up and run away from home or later just jerk my family, uh, you know, to D.C. I, I knew that this was a longing. This was a desire, but it would take time for it to be fulfilled. So it's fine for you to watch a movie. It's time for you to get inspiration from a book or for something somebody else did. But but. Take time to ask yourself, how did this arrive in my life? Am I thinking about doing this because my idiot brother-in-law, I'm just playing now, my brother-in-law said, hey, you know what we ought to do? We ought to go into business and do the following. And and, and you should stop and say, I'm only thinking about this because my brother-in-law, and let's just say, now I'm making this up, let's just say that your brother-in-law, the brother-in-law I'm talking about hypothetically, has had six failed businesses. And you go, the only reason I'm even thinking about this is because a guy who's not good in business suggested it, wanting me to pay for it. See, if you'll say that kind of thing out loud to yourself, the only reason I'm thinking about getting going back and getting a doctorate at an expensive university and dropping all of my job and responsibilities is because I'm bored. If you if you if you if you can come to the to look at the way the thing came before you. Uh, look at how it arrived in your life. I got a mailer. I got something in the mail. I got an email. Uh, I, somebody not good in business suggested I, I do a certain thing. Uh, somebody appealed to my ego. Uh, somebody I'm paying complimented me, and now I'm thinking about going this other direction. Ask yourself how the decision arrived on your desk, so to speak, arrived in front of you. And that may give you some indication as to whether you should be taking it seriously. And at the very least, it'll probably indicate you need to take your time. Big decisions about life need confirmation. They need to come from multiple sources. Um, there needs to be that serendipity. Call it a God thing if you want. Um, the, 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 the side of it where uh, there seems to be some confirmation along the way. It needs to be a full package. Okay. But the, the third thing I want to say is that the majority of the reason that men make bad decisions decisions is the way they've built their life. I want to say this very clearly. You're building a life all the time. You are either building men around you who can advise you, good men, or you're not. You you, you build your life a certain way. And then when you come to crisis or you come to decision time or you come to some horrible thing like a death in your family or something, that's when you either benefit from the way you've built your life or you are harmed by the way you built your life. 
And many men are harmed when it comes to major decisions by the fact that they haven't built a band of brothers. They haven't built a group of men around them who know them and can help them make decisions. I got to tell you, I make no major decisions without checking in with people. I've got my immediate team. I've got my executive assistant, Karen Montgomery. Uh, I've got other folks who work with me and for me. Uh, I've got friends. Of course, I've got my brilliant wife, Bev. I've got I just got all kinds of people around me, whether I may talk about business and I check with my immediate team first or it's a personal thing and Bev and I do it first. My point is I've got people around me and I make no major decisions. I check everything with Bev, not because I'm insecure, but because she's wise and she's a gift from God and she's going to give me input. And sometimes she'll say, I I don't have any idea. Why don't you go talk to I'm just going to make up names here, Bob or Bill or Joe or or whoever, Bruce. And, and why don't you go, you go, you ask them. Uh, I involve guys. And sometimes it's, it's, it's the reason that it's important to have a band of brothers around you is that, you know, there's a, there's a pattern and a pacing to life. And, and if you're about to do something that's completely apart from anything that's ever even been indicated by your prior life, the guys around you will know. They'll also know, like if, if let's, let's, I'm making this up entirely now. Let's say I've got a problem with alcohol and I'm thinking about buying a brewery. <laughs> Somebody in my life is going to say, have you lost your mind? You're going to trade and drive around with and be with and be serving all the time alcohol when you can't control half a glass of wine at a restaurant. Uh, they'll know your flaws. They'll know your problems. They'll know the hit, maybe even the hidden motives. Um, you know, Stephen, you want to get involved in the Miss America concert because uh, contest because because you got you got uh, you got you can't handle your relationship with women or whatever. They'll 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 know that I'm heading for trouble. And I'm, by the way, I'm making all of this up just for illustration purposes. So what 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 you've got to do if you want to make wise decisions in your life is start now before a major decision faces you, and make sure that you've got people around you that you can trust and. I'm not suggesting that you're surrounded by people you can't trust, but you can't make decisions with people who have only known you a short while. You can't make decisions with people who don't know you. You can't make decisions only with people you're paying. I work with a lot of kind of upper level leaders, and many times the only folks they've got speaking into their life because of the way they've built their lives are people they're paying. Well, you might have 50 PhDs on your staff, but you're paying these people. So, they, they, it's not that they're going to lie to you necessarily. It's that the fact they work for you, the fact that you're the boss, the fact they want their jobs to continue, the fact they want the company to go a certain way for their benefit is certainly going to play into the decision that you've got to make about business or your personal life. So you've got to build your life in a way where you have wise people around you. And by the way, you don't just need this when it comes to making major decisions. You need this when it comes to everything that you do. I want guys watching how I conduct myself as a husband. I want guys watching how I conduct myself as a father. I want guys watching um, whether I'm taking care of myself physically and staying in decent shape and keeping the belly off and what have you. I want guys watching, as I've often said, you know, one glass of wine, five, six, and then you're sloshy and embarrassing. That's wrong. That's that's immoral. That's that's dangerous. A um, couple of Oreos, as I'm, as I'm often joking, fine. Two bags in a night, no. You're a slob. You're a glutton. You're going to need to get a deal with that. I want guys who know my life. 
And if they know my life and they have a sense of what I'm called to do and they're watching me do the things that work and do the things that don't work in my life, then they'll be able to help me make decisions. I want wise men. I want young, eager men. I want older gray beards. I want guys of different ethnicity and different age and different cultures from me because I want the 3D view. I just don't, I don't want six Stephen Mansfield standing around me. I want people completely different from me who can who think think different from me and don't get sucked into the reality distortion complex that all strong leaders have around them. And then I'll say this, once you've made a decision and you've made it wisely, you've made it prayerfully, you've made it in counsel, you've sought wisdom in counselors, you've made it in connection with your wife or the people around you, business partners, whoever it is, family members that you need to have have in concert with you, you need to have some fail-safes. You need to have some not just be so solid in the decision that you're not going to swerve. If you make the decision and there are four or five checkpoints that just don't work out for you, you need to be ready to change your mind down the road. I've headed towards down the road of certain decisions that I made. I thought it was the right thing. Started trying to execute it. Clearly it wasn't. You got to have the humility to say, eh, I missed it. Or maybe I was supposed to take these first couple of steps. I'm definitely not supposed to take the next steps. This is important. This is really important. Do not make decisions out of offense. Do not make decisions out of anger. Try not to make decisions on the rebound. The boss insulted you, so I'll show them. I'll move to, you know, Nigeria, (laughs) you know, and start my own business. Do not make decisions like that. Do not make decisions out of vengeance or a desire to attack anyone. And do not make decisions, as I've said repeatedly, alone. Do not surprise. The worst decisions I've ever made, ever seen are where someone makes a decision and then they spring it on everybody else as a fait accompli, as a thing already decided. And I'm telling you, those are usually disastrous decisions. The guy shows up at the office and he says, hey, I want to announce to everybody that I have resigned and I'm going to go start an ice cream stand in Tahiti. And People just go, well, is that, yeah, I've already decided that's done. Okay, then there's nothing to be said. You Basically, that's a tactic of your soul to stop outside counsel. So be open to checks and balances. Check your motive. Think about how decisions arrive before you. Think about how they came into your mind. Get smart people around you. Don't make those decisions alone. Check your motive. Look at your soul. Consider what's happening. I, I am I am saddened by the destruction I am seeing in the lives of some men who haven't built well, and if they get counsel at all in the face of major decisions, it's by somebody they've never even met before. Maybe the, you know, HR guy at, at their company they've never even seen before, but they only talk to him. Talk to the people who know you. Get people around you who know you well. Be willing to ask people who aren't even your, your big fans. I know a guy who got the best wisdom from the from his brother, one of his brothers, and that particular brother was the one who's the least, at least of a fan of this guy. He's the least favorable about him. But he said, look, I know we've had our tensions, but I think you're wise. Tell me what you see about this. And he got great wisdom from the from the one of his brothers, he had three brothers, from the one of his brothers who was the most skeptical about him and, and they didn't have the best relationship. But he got wisdom. Why? Because the, because the brother was willing to speak the truth and he was he was wise. They just didn't have a great relationship. And frankly, this helped to heal up their relationship a bit as they got honest with each other. Okay. Why am I so passionate about this today and talking fast and, and throwing a lot at you? 
I'm watching men make stupid decisions. I'm watching them make decisions out of fear. I'm watching them make decisions out of bitterness. I'm watching them make decisions out of hurt. I'm watching them make decisions because they watched a motivational TV show and suddenly decide to up and go start the Fortune 500 company of their dreams. And I'm telling you, that's not the way you work. The wise leaders I watch, the wise leaders I read about in history, uh, the wise leaders that uh, we know in even in our present generation are people who had folks around them, checked in with people, took time to get answers, had the humility to let people speak into their lives, checked their motives, courageously confronted the decisions they had to make, but then went through a process. And by the way, they didn't let anybody hand them a decision that they didn't analyze, didn't analyze how it got there, didn't analyze their motive for it, didn't analyze uh, whether it was consistent with what had come previously in their life. Get smart, get help, get clean of soul, make smart decisions. Life is the combination of your decisions. But here's the most important thing. Build like a man. And that means having other good wise men who will kick your backside when you need it and who know you around you. So when you come to crisis or you come to big decisions, you're not standing there naked in a sandstorm. You've got people who can talk you through the process. All right, go out, be a great man and log on to greatman.tv and sign up for our weekly digest. We want to hang with you. To join the great man community, or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.